Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, and welcome to episode 3 of Discheads, Tales from the Teapad, part 1. This is going to be an exciting episode because we've got so much stuff to jam into this podcast. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's literally bursting from the scenes. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lee. To the left of me is the other co-host of this podcast, Ben. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Good times, mate. And then we've got the main man behind the podcast to the other left of me, which is Dan. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. Lee, yourself? Yeah, really good. I'm really excited for this episode. And with me, teed up our introduction, I'm going to hand it over to you, sir. Let's get straight into the meat of this, mate. Yeah, good. Hello. Welcome to week three of Discads. Um Yeah, start off with um, apologies for anybody that did tune in last week and have the poor sound quality. The, we are <laughs> amateur podcasters um, and we need to learn to hold their mics a bit closer. I was to apparently too relaxed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were vibing, though. That's the thing. We, it was your first episode. We were all vibing. Yeah. <laughs> so, week three, we're, um, we're going to be discussing um, that disc that shall not be named and the dreaded numbers and some of the language um, used in disc golf. Uh, losing discs. We've got some t- stories about us losing some discs. Uh, of course, we've got another beginner tip and uh, disc of the week. But first of all, um, and I'm going to lead the conversation this week, um, I want to talk about um, inviting other people to come and play disc golf. Um, so for those who didn't tune into week one, uh, shame on you. But um, <laughs> go back and listen. Go back and listen. Uh, shame. The way that <laughs> <laughs> just ring the bell. Shame. 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 <laughs> um, but the way I got into disc golf was um, me and the family went out. We played a couple of rounds. And I really enjoyed it. Um, there's other reasons. A longer winded version of that on episode one. Um, but I then called up Ben. Um, me and Ben are best friends, been good mates for a long, long time, um, pushing 20 years now. Um, I know, it's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, me and Ben had looked for some things to do. We've been bowling and um, bike riding and a, a few things, but. Um, we were looking for something a bit more permanent that we could do and so I found Ben and we discussed it and he came along, we both enjoyed it, we started playing. Um, we then invited another friend, um, another Dan. Um, he came along, played, um, was not expecting what this golf is. He showed up in his uh, skinny jeans and <laughs> nice Love jacket. Um, and Dan, he's a busy man. Um, he really enjoyed it, but he's. Um, I think he'd still be coming if he could guarantee if he could get the day to go. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he cannot. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then invited Lee, and that's how this trio began. Hundred um, percent. This week, um, on our practice round around Bedworth, I invited my brother to come along. Um, my brother's a simple man. And he works, he looks after his family, he goes to sleep and repeats that day in, day out. And he, you know, he enjoys the simple things in life. He enjoys a cup of tea and a good episode of Britain's Got Talent, you know. Um, So I didn't know if he'd take to it or not, but I thought, you know, bring him along, see how he feels. And he's really enjoyed it. And he's joining joining us again this week. Um, But yeah. Just wanted to talk because 
Um, I thought I'd start the discussion with you know, me inviting people because I think it's really important to sp- spread the word of disc golf, hence why we're doing this podcast because we, you know, we want to be out there talking to amateurs and pros alike about you know amateur experiences and what it's like to get into the sport. Um, but I do know, Lee, that you know you, you, you tell us quite a lot that you're reaching out to friends and yeah to friends. And it's, it's so funny because it's like people who know me know I'm a man of many nerd things and know me via like miniature gaming or card games via this YouTube channel, funny enough. And um, one of my good friends that I've met through Transformers, a trading card game, uh, Matt in Canada, shout out to Matt. Um, he's listened to our first podcast and he's listened to our podcast and it's, he's been like, what the heck is disc golf? He's kind of done a Matt thing and been watched, you know, Pro Tours and found loads of other fun stuff. Yeah. And he's, uh, his newly acquired wife, uh, Susie, shout out to Susie, is going to buy him his first disc. Oh, she wow. doesn't know what to buy, though. So I'm like, mate, I'm, I'm tempted to go get him a destroyer. Yeah. yeah, get him something with a really nice like, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I was, I was literally laughing because like, he's a big Transformers fan as well. I was like, and he saw the destroy and was like, dude, that artwork's sick. And I was like, you will not be able to throw this like I can because I still can't throw it. So I need to talk to no, Susie no, no, about what it is. I was going to say, no one can throw a disc like you, can't they? No, I know. <laughs> I hit trees. I'm a tree killer. But I feel I feel like, uh, talk, talking to it, I was thinking about a decent mid-range or just a starter set. So like, there's so many good starter sets out there. I would really rate the Dismania one. I'm really, really was tempted, now that I've played more, to get the Castaplast um, starter set. In, in fact, I don't know really if you've good. looked at the starter sets recently, but on Ace Disc Golf, there's um, there's a premium Dismania one. It's, it's in the oh, sale. Okay. I think Oof. it's around 50 quid. Oh, shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish it was available when I started because yeah. that'd be the one I'm buying right now. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, like I said, like we were talking about people getting involved. I know a few of my other friends are really keen on doing it when the weather improves because they're not really big on like the whole cold thing. It's, it's been with Ace Disc Golf in his most popular apps. So. Yeah, it is. It's pretty much it's a constant tab that's on for him right now. It's... Here we go. We're going to find out. Is it the one with the men? Quid. Is it mentor, astronaut, it's and all that stuff? No, Maestro, Rockstar, Sensei. <sighs> so, so pretty much. There is oh, there is a men the distance one, mentor. Yeah, that's the the, the abomination yeah. set. If you can throw high speed, which we'll talk about later, obviously. Mentor. The astronaut is sick. I love the artwork on that. But yeah, like it's just because we've put astronaut it out there. Majesty, I think. A yeah. lot of people have been like really interested by it and weirded out by it and like when I've talked to them at work about it I've got a lot of people going like you're getting really excited about throwing a frisbee that a dog catches or whatever and I'm like yeah but until you've thrown it you won't understand and I think we saw that a little bit with your brother over the weekend like I think I can say when I when we were playing <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know what you're going to say but it makes me laugh <laughs> like I could tell the frustration at the beginning like why, why isn't it working but then as soon as we were teaching him little bits, trying out different discs. It was there. Like, you could see the basics of where we started. And and you could tell, like, probably from the last five holes, yeah, he, he went, truly enjoyed it. Once he went from them base discs to, like, me going, here, use this. And you <laughs> going, here, use this. It was just literally, just it try these. It did alter his game. There was that. And um, he was, we went to, I think we was on hole 14, maybe. The hill. Uh, the hill yeah. hiss. The, yeah. the, the top hill. of the hill. The top when of the hill. Like, you need to do this and not that. And he went, okay. And then he 
just launched it, it and it went way past the hole yeah like, um, and hole 14 has got what we call a cliff edge it's not a cliff edge it's, it's basically <laughs> pride rock from Lion King that's why I always go it's the top of a small hill yeah it is but if you'd miss it yeah, you don't, you don't want to miss the basket hill. yeah <laughs> um, but he threw a disc um, his first shot his tee shot and it, it went what it went 30 metres maybe if that um, and I just went over to him and I realised how I could ex- explain to him what he was doing wrong and I just said to him look you know if you were stood there throwing the frisbee to your child then that's a good distance to be throwing it back and forth but you're not throwing a frisbee to your child you need to really launch it you need to it. imagine you are throwing that di- disc yeah. to kill the child yeah <laughs> come glow the well, child that's what I said. I said throw it like you're trying to kill somebody <laughs> That is literally what you said. That is what you said. His next throw was the longest drive of the day. Yep. And just sailed straight past the basket and down the hill. It went. It went and went. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it cost him. It did. Straight after that, off hole 15, again, he he outdrove us all. Yeah, he did. Um, Absolutely. We all spooned it. Yeah. It's true. Off to the right massively. And he went, oh, I'm just going to throw it straight over there. Yeah, because we, we um, didn't have the pressure of the uh, fling coming up. We didn't have a tournament. We decided to do some do test some discs. discs. Yeah, so... To our detriment at some yeah. point. And, all, and on that hole, all three of us decided, what if I threw it out of bounds? <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that affect my game? What if I threw this really big numbers disc that I don't really know how to throw? Yeah. That seems like a great plan. 100%. <laughs> 100%. But anyway, back, back to topic. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're reaching out to people. Um, another friend of ours, um, we've been chatting about it in our group chat. Um, we don't bring it up too much because I think me, Ben and Lee established very quickly how <laughs> much we were going to be talking about disc golf. And yeah. so we did a breakaway chat so we could just talk about disc golf in there and not irritate the other lads with, have you seen this disc and... You know, have you seen this course? Have you seen... Um... Sorry, Ben's leaving the doors open. There we go. He's walking I'm, around I'm not casually. Like, we were just basically <laughs> for, like, talking about this, talking about what we're going to be doing in the week and then how how we've been doing throwing-wise as well. Yeah. So like, we can have some expectation going into like Sundays, what we always do, and have, have rounds. Yeah. However, not... on the main chat, I'd say you know, <laughs> it, it still gets mentioned. It's now polluted over a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like a fungus. It's just it's lingering a little bit. It's like mould. Yeah. And it um, seems to go into all of the chats. Another one of our good friends who unfortunately moved away, moved down south to lovely Plymouth. Um, <laughs> Love Plymouth. And out of the blue, he decided, do you know what? I want to give this a try as well. Did but he go with his missus? No. Or was it just, no. it was just he went him. With He's part of the pirate band, isn't he? Oh, the pirate band. The yeah. pirate band. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Roger or I think it like does that. that Jolly Roger does sound right if not shout out Jolly Roger Jolly Roger <laughs> yeah, great sure candy I'm sure Jolly Roger's a band yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it <laughs> so he went He yeah he went and then um, got an absolute steal on some discs yeah we went on the old eBay yeah, yeah man 12 quid 12 on, quid unreal all I know is the Saints in that pack and it was more than 12 quid yeah, the same. It was what? It was the same. I want to say the, the the Keystone and the Fuse. I think. Yeah, the Keystone's a really good disc as well. A very good disc. It's a really good set. I've only thrown the Saint and Saint's a good disc. 
Like, it's really good. And it's funny because on the box it was like advanced pack. And I was like, so Ben's just gone straight from like skipping the tutorial in the beginner phase to just go, I'm advanced. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I like that. Just like kind of following our footsteps. But it is a really good three starter set. Like, I really think the three discs in there show the differences of what you can do with in disc golf. Yeah. No, like, really good. So. so yeah. So, yeah. Get people into disc golf. If you like it, tell us about it. It's, it's just it's just addictive. Like I'm so happy. Like uh, just starting this show, all of a sudden, and us playing and talking and mentioning it to people, it's just kind of like growing a little bit, which is quite nice. And if you're listening to us and it's interesting you about disc golf and you've not heard about it before, drop us a comment. Get in touch with one of us. Like, let us know. Yeah, so. we'll figure something out. We need to do a Facebook group or something or a page at some point. But like we said yeah. in episode one, we're not really good at the socials. <laughs> we're pretty bad. <laughs> like I struggle to upload to YouTube and other things. <laughs> so to be honest, so figuring YouTube. Just yeah, just figuring that out was hilarious again. So, so yeah, let's move on. Yes, um, to the disc that shall not be named. Yes, the. A unofficial like a bad thing. Well, no, it's the unofficial putter <laughs> of the podcast, which I think is a great alliteration. I think it's great because we're not sponsored by them at all, but it's the unofficial putter of the podcast. And I think as Middleton discovered this, and this um, is purely because I went, I want to buy some new putters, <laughs> and I went, putter, 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 and then I picked this disc. Is it because of the name? No, it's because of the weird. Oh, because of shape. Because of the shape. Like, yeah. That's weird. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> I think you should introduce it. Okay. Yes. So, without further ado, the disc that is a weird shape that I suggested was the Banger GT Discraft. Yes. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so we got it. I was like, I'm going to just start throwing that. Did I get it the week before the practice at Gillies? The day, a no. couple of days before Gillies. It yeah. arrived before. Yeah, so before the practice at Gillies. The first time I threw it was at Gillies. Yeah. Yeah, the first time. I think it came before I mean. the, the tournament. The first time I threw it yeah. was the practice week at Gillies, right? Yeah. 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 I'm pretty positive it was. Um, I mean, you might have done some test rips with it down the park, but the first time you I threw think it I, at yeah, a basket. I, I wasn't putting it at a basket. I was just banging it. Yeah, you were just sitting banging it. <laughs> yeah, putting it in your bin. <laughs> putting it in your bin. <laughs> banging it. Insert, Loving it, mate. Insert clips. Turn it up! Do you want me to? <laughs> Shall I just casually? I'm gonna do that. There we go. Our unofficial uh, po- or the podcast. Banging it, banging it, banging it. The banger GT. There we go. Sorted. Of me throwing the banger to that. <laughs> okay. You know when we officially start recording and doing challenges. There we go. We got that sorted. No. So anyway. So what numbers is it? Two, three, zero, one. Top of my head. I'm pretty positive you're right. Yeah, I know you're right. I think it's in my map. Here we go. Let's open up the good old U disc. I'm pretty positive you are right with that one, mate. Do I know my putters? You mm. went on a putting spree, so. Oh, I have not added it in my bag yet. I've not added it in my bag either. Oh, I'm. Sh- What's it? Shame. Shame. We're all bad. Unless it's not. I did I? It's open, so. Zero judge. So I've got to add the river around the banger to my U uh, disc. Yeah, I haven't added the. Um, yeah, I actually haven't added it to my bag because I got so excited because I got my uh, basket. I just went out right. and <laughs> 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 the basket. Two, three, zero, one. Sweet. Nice. So, like you said, Ben, it's got a very unique shape. And I was like, yeah. I bought it because I wanted 
I'd basically turn the saint, not the saint, the sensei, into just like another disc to chuck. Yeah. Range. I was like, this is cool. I like throwing this far. Yeah. So I started doing that. And I was like, but I need some new putters. Uh, then I bought the banger and some others and instantly started putting with a sensei again for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, I was going to say, because you went on a bit of a putting spree. You bought multiple putters, and then you went, went back, back to... to just putting with the sensei, because I got a new sensei, didn't I? Yeah, well. but then you um, gradually went but then and threw I all of them a little bit. the banger out Yeah. Uh, at Gillies yeah. for a couple of shots. Drained some decent putts like that I was hitting normally. Uh, you hit a, a decent range with it on your first chuck. And you were like, I'm getting me one of these. Yeah, well, this is it. Um, so, yeah. So you, we went to Gillies and I said, yeah, give me a chuck of it because I was very interested in the shape. And, you know, the shape is... Odd. Oh, yeah. It's obviously a disc It's shape, unique. You know, um, it's just got a thumb ridge, which is different it's to anything so any of us have thrown so far. Yeah. But it's got a cool grip. So it's, I think the best way of describing it is kind of like the Berg. It's kind of a unique shape, but it actually is really nice for beginners because it's... like it's, a Berg with a thumb ridge. Yeah, because it's got like, you yeah. can literally put your thumb on the disc. Obviously, we've got an image of it now on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Podbean, I do apologize. But literally, there is a ridge where you can literally put your thumb. And it and it is extremely comfortable. And it's it, different to what you would have in normal disc. as it looks in the pictures. Either. Heck no, it's it isn't. It's quite a big no. disc, though. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's a beast. You compare it to a sensei. Yeah, yeah, it is got some. It is. Shape. It is sure wide. Compared to like the pilot and the baron, it's a very yeah different. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah, it's, it's a very a, different putter. Yeah. The but pro yeah. podcasters would refer to it as a beaded putter. Oh, look. <laughs> but we're not pro podcasters. We're amateurs, so no, we just call heard, it a weird I, disc. <laughs> I've heard that. Have you? There <laughs> we go. A beaded putter. That, I've oh, okay. Heard that somewhere. Um, I've probably heard of foundation <laughs> or on the YouTube's. <laughs> Definitely, maybe, maybe. I've heard beaded putter be thrown beaded around. Putter. Beaded putter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when I threw it to Gillies, um, I threw quite a distance put, and I mean, yes, okay, it's got a banger, but I, I, it's our terminology. I banged it in from from a good yeah. distance. We're talking a good 10, 15 meters, and I threw it in like I was stood next to the basket. Yeah, it, it just, just it went straight in. Yeah. And, and then a bit later, I repeated that a bit further away. And for me, that was me going, yeah, a banger needs to be in my bag. Yeah. And then <laughs> my next time thinking this thing can go far was um, back at Bedworth, the putting practice game we made. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I got to the furthest marker that we'd set up, ping the banger in. Yeah. And I was like, yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just affirm it, affirm yeah. the uh, banger. It wasn't just thing. the fact that you got to the furthest marker because that furthest marker was laid because we'd already laid some decent some markers. Decent markers. Yeah. And you got to the point where you was throwing both the banger and the sensei. But they were just, just dropping yeah, in. Yeah, since they? we were talking about yeah. the banger, you know, you was doing banger after banger after banger. Yeah. So then you just tossed the disc further back. That was. We wouldn't call it an impossible put because it wasn't impossible. It was a you lot didn't make the it. Back, but yeah, you. Yeah. I I never made one of the back puts. I n I never made one from that disc. Um, because you didn't have a banger. I didn't have a banger at the no. time. Yeah. <laughs> or a sensei. There yeah. we go. We'll just keep throwing down under the bus for not owning really <laughs> good putters. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a barrel. It's no, a good it can't. Got it. Can't. Can't diss UK disc golf. Sorry. Can't diss those guys. But yeah, you know, it's weird that you mentioned it. Um, 
size comparison to the pilot. I've not actually put them side by side to well, look at I how think big the, they the are. The pilot looks nearer to a sensei. In my notes about the banger, I have written that the banger is heavier than the pilot. The, I don't actually know if that's true. That's I don't know my facts, but it feels in the hand heavier than the pilot because it's. I'm pretty sure it's lighter than the Berg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Berg has got some weight to it. Yeah. Um, for um, me, yeah, it's it's a heavy putter. I can tell you that for a fact. It's heavy. It's I would say it's on par with my original Sensei for sure. Basically, and then Bedworth this week. Yeah. Banger. From just 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 past the trees on hole ten, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, massive distance put, but it wasn't just that one. Again, you know, you made quite a lot of good putts with the banger. With the banger yeah, from fair. distance. Because I didn't use the Sensei this week. Yeah. There was Again, because we were trying discs that we've not been using just because we're having a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now Lee gets to talk about the banger because... I, I, love, and banger. I love and hate <laughs> the banger. I love I love that it's our unofficial putter of the podcast. Insert that clip again. Turn it up! Love that. Like, that's that's now going to be a thing of turn it up, like you know. <laughs> but um, I honestly think practicing this week, and it's only Wednesday when we record these and we get them out every Saturday. That's the plan for our podcast stream. I've had two days of practicing, so I practiced on Monday and I practiced today, mainly putting today and driving on Monday, putting with the banger from distance, which is kind of crazy because it has the same glide. Uh, as the sensei, I couldn't hit long puts with a banger. I think it might just be down to the new putter or whatever. It would go in now and then, but it wasn't as consistent as the sensei from distance. From 10 meters, it was always straight in. Sensei missed. <laughs> banger, always in. I was like, okay, so closer distance, banger. Distance putter, sensei. That's how I'm going forward with it. To be fair, though, I was saying that before... But you've been draining, like, since you got your, like, premium sensei, your premium senseis are very good. You're very good at distance with that. Would but you I think say... it just altered my putting. I think it's yeah. maybe... Because I can hit the banger now. Yeah, and I was going to say, how do you throw the banger? Because I don't... I throw the Baron and the Pilot in a very putterish way. The Pilot's are very... Ja I only put I don't close put with the Pilot. I don't really gentle. put very puttery. I'm quite aggressive. I'm, I'm aggressive with the banger. I throw it like I'd be throwing a frisbee in the garden, like a little flick of the wrist. And yeah. Right. But that's what I've been doing. So spin put. Yeah. Yeah, I put, so a bit, spin I put some effort into it. Yeah. Like, so it's a flick of the wrist kind of in a way. But that's okay. why it goes. Right. Because I seem to be like, if I don't do it, they're quite loopy and they drop in. Sometimes that works, but other times I'm a bit more... Yeah, which is even, on it. Yeah, see, as I was saying, with the pilot when I'm close range, it's very gentle. It's very much like... I'm, yeah, nice little toss into the chains, and yeah, yeah. When I'm a bit further back and I'm using the Baron, um, I do put some into it, but not like I do the banger. I need right. to remind myself that as much as I want to use my discs, like all my discs this week, go back to using the ones that I use. I might keep using the banger. Yeah, the I, sensei I, might have to come out every now and again for so fun. I don't forget about it. Yeah, but the banger needs to be. There. Keep you keep working on it. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's our official, oh, well, our unofficial yeah. part of the podcast. The it Banger lo- GT. It looks crazy. It's unofficial at the moment. Timestamp this. No, we, we love it. Uh, if you guys want to check it out. Discraft, send us some bangers. Yeah, send us some bangers. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I think it's just the name as well is hilarious because like every time we've sunk one, we're like, huh, that was a banger. Like The pun just is just genius. So, so remind me of those numbers again. Two, three, zero, one. Speed two. Glide three, turn zero, fade one. Yeah. So, which leads us nicely onto our next segment. Um, dreaded numbers and dislanguage. <laughs> um, so, let's talk numbers. Um, sp- the first number is speed. High the speed, further it goes. And <laughs> um, don't, don't don't fall for that trap. So speed, don't fall for that trap. Um, speed ranges one to fourteen. Um, the higher the speed, the faster the disc can cut through the air. That does not mean that you will throw a speed thirteen disc and it will move at speed thirteen. You have to have the ability to throw it at a thirteen speed for it to fly at a 13 speed. My understanding speed. of it is if you can throw a disc at that speed, it will fly the way it is made to fly. Yeah. yeah. That's how I understand it. Yeah, if 100%. Not, it will go, but not It will go completely exactly what how it's, it should do. Yeah, it's not designed yeah, how it's supposed to and, and the way I understand it as well is it works the opposite way around. So, if, yes, you can... Throw it too fast. Yeah, if you can, mm. you can drive a putter. And, you know, Ben will prove that over and over again. He can throw the Sensei as far as he can some of his medium-range, long-range discs. But it doesn't fly the way it's supposed to. No. You you can get it to fly straight because you know how to fly it straight. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But it doesn't fly... I can get it to go where I want it to go. It doesn't fly the way it's supposed to do. So, you know, you get a... a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a low-range disc for me, the Duchess, for example. If I absolutely rip that off the teapad, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Because I think the thing is, you've got to remember as well, when you like, like yeah. you said, Dan, high speed, it's going to cut faster through the air and into the wind, less effort. But the problem is, it's best when it's throwing upwind. But like you say, if you don't know how to throw it, that's the downfall of high-speed discs. But then slower-speed discs take more power to throw, even though they're a lower power, like, say, Sensei, for example, because we've already bought it all with You have ben. to put more on it yeah, to get you it to go anywhere. a little bit I more guess. up there. Obviously, you're going to be throwing it in an upwind, probably, but it's easier to throw, and it's way more accurate than a high-speed disc, because it can go further downwind, but it's more accurate. But also, I can't throw at a high speed, but I can throw a disc at a higher speed than it's supposed to be thrown, Yeah, but I can't throw at the higher speeds. Yeah. So... I either I feel like it's better to throw a lower speed disc at a higher disc at a higher speed than a high speed disc at a lower speed. I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, it does work both ways. Yeah. If you can throw a lower speed disc at a high speed, then rip it, it's it's gonna go. It's mm. just not going to fly the way it's intended to fly, the way it's been built to fly. Yeah, 100%. I, I suppose it's uh, if you wanted to go back to like standard golf t- terminology, you can smash a ball with a putter. You can take a big swing, and if you hit that ball right, you are going to smash it some distance. Yeah. It doesn't make the putter a wood. No, it does not. <laughs> not at all. 
I think it is, and also I think form plays a massive diff and makes a huge like impact on mm -hmm. speed because you can literally have the perfect form, and sometimes you've seen it. We can you can literally go on YouTube now, if you listen to this, hello. But like literally, you can go on and you'll see multiple channels do putter only rounds and they're using the same form they use when they're throwing any other disc but they're just throwing it with a little bit more power and it can get that distance mm -hmm. it's all down to your form like yeah. you can literally drive putters. you don't see too many i mean i say too many i can't think of one off the top of my head any driver only rounds no mate have you t t could you tell me you could try and put a destroyer or like yeah. some of your oh, big i'd have a go at putting an eight you'd have a go but <laughs> <laughs> we're insane <laughs> there's a reason why you need chunkier I, chunkier discs I think, I think you and me are on opposite sides of the coin i genuinely think you can use any disc for anything yeah okay i genuinely do like as much okay. as the numbers are just a guideline like i think especially speed Right. Like turn and fade, they're going to affect a disc a lot. Okay. Speed, I think at this stage in my disc golfing ability, speed is almost irrelevant. Yeah. And yeah. like you say, they're a guideline. So speed is probably the most important number on a disc as far as establishing what a disc is. Yes. Yes. So zero to four, putter. Yes. Yep. Five to eight, nine. Four to, I'd say to six. Four I would to say six four. Is a mid range. But then also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then then seven six, to nine. Above nine. that. Six to eight. Six to nine. Fairway driver. Fairway driver. And then beyond that, distance driver. That's yeah. my understanding of it. Yeah. But obviously, also, we throw in the hilarious curveball of throwing numbers. Every company has different numbers as well. So, yep. like, for example, my Raptor is a speed nine disc, but that's a distance driver. That's yeah. what caught my interest when I got it. Was like, cool name, and it's a, my probably the first distance yeah, driver I, I can throw. Speed nine is distance. Well, no, I see. What's the sting? The stings are nine, right? Seven. No, what's what's missed? No, what you've got a speed nine. No, no, the zombies the are seven. The Saints are speed nine. Spain's nine, but is that a distance driver though? Yeah. What speed is the sting? Oh no, zombies are five. Sting is a seven. There you go. Mate. I don't know how I know all these things. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers guy. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't the know numbers what means, but I know what the numbers are. Exactly. Right. I will just I think double check that. Did it I, is interesting. Did I have overhear that you had done some homework lately and you've got some history about the numbers? Yeah, so originally the numbers were bought in by Innova because they were the first company to like effectively make discs for disc golf. And then ever since other companies have basically used and made their own discs, etc., um, they've adopted that system, but it's also modified a little bit different. So when it comes to when you're looking at buying discs, now this is the biggest curveball I found out recently doing all my homework this week, is say you get a, I don't know, say, let's go with an Innova uh, Mako 3. That's a 5500. So basically that disc is Speed 5, Glide 5, and it's going to be an arrow, and it's supposed to go straight. straight. There are other discs that are similar to that, but... The funniest thing is they'll have maybe a zero or a minus one or whatever, and it will do exactly what the Mako does. But because this company has changed the numbers and it is different, it'll have the same flight path of the thing. So every company's numbers are different. So you shouldn't. Now, this is the funniest thing because we are trying to teach you about the numbers. You shouldn't take all the numbers by law how they are because every company's different. So if you, yeah. if you basically 
sticked with one brand, then you'd know exactly what it is. Yeah. But all of us here love different disc companies and we don't want to be branded onto one. We want to try everything because when one person says, this disc is supposed to be the best disc, I was like, cool. The Buzz and the Mako 3. So the Buzz is a Discraft. Well, the Buzz OS. No, SS I have. And then the Mako 3. They're the top two mid-range like discs. I own both of them because the Buzz is really reliable and everyone loves it. There's one Discraft, one Innova. One's Discraft. uh, The Mako is Innova. And the Mako is dead straight. And they're the top two on the internet. They've said they're the best two to own. And it's insane. (laughs) And it's so funny when you see it. Well, I threw it dead straight on the Gillies and that's the only time I threw that straight. But I also think... I did nearly kill someone. But, you know, it's interesting to take the numbers into effect because when you start looking at other companies you're kind of like well this disc says it's a seven i also have another disc seven or something like that and you throw it and they go a little bit further than the other you're like in my opinion of the discs i throw the most noticeable number for me is fade yeah but we're we're come to that yeah yeah but speed is sick just to confirm, the zombies are six. We were ah. right about the sting being a seven, but the zombies are six, not cool. a five. Um, I had another disc in my head and I'll mix it up with. Um, so, yeah, speed in a nutshell, how fast you can throw a disc. And that's also generated by your arms. Is speed. it how fast you should throw a disc? How fast you should throw a should disc. Should throw How it. fast you can throw a disc. So, if you yeah. decided to try and Hercules a putter, it might work for you, but it also might not work. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad, this sport, isn't it? Yeah. We're trying to like, explain it, and then also there's like so many curveballs. Hey, we still it. don't understand it. You know, that's, you know, I've, I've learned this week about so many things, and I've, I've changed it to the to how I throw certain discs, and they've completely gone the way they're supposed to go, and I'm like, holy crap. To if I only took like five, ten minutes and, yeah, to realise that. To just double point out that you know, this is our understanding of the numbers. Yeah. We may be getting things wrong here. Yeah, if, 100%. And if we are, we may please have to explain to it. <laughs> We might have to go back. We will revisit this when we understand it a bit more. Oh, 100%. So, number 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 two. So, the second number on the disc um, is Glide. Um, How would you describe Glide? (laughs) How much extra far it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. And we will come to that soon about this going extra far. But, yeah, I think that's actually right. Um, Yeah, 100%. yeah. How much extra far it goes. So, um, I think they call it an air bounce. Is that correct? Um, yeah. It, that's a... Uh, yeah. I call it a wobble. Yeah. And <laughs> you can almost see the disc. It, what, it starts to decline. It starts to drop. And then it will catch a bit of wind. And it would then pop back up and do another 10 metres, 20 metres... Depends on how the wind's blowing. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. It's just how they catch a line, yeah. isn't it? It's how much they keep. It's hard. On, on a calm day, I've, I interpret it as how much air pressure it can hold for longer. It's hundred percent right. Yep. Yeah. So, like, to me, and also what Innova said, because I done my homework. <laughs> this is my bible now of understanding things. It's amazing. So, basically, what they say is, glide is all about the loft of the disc and how it maintains its flight. Cool. Again, new players are recommended discs with a higher glide to get distance or better distance. 
discs with how extra far it goes. <laughs> effectively, <laughs> effectively, so it, it, you can improve on that. And then it also says discs with less glide are more accurate in high winds. So if you think about what we were talking about with speed, if you throw a destroyer, which is speed 12, in a high wind situation, it will cut through all that wind and it will do what it does if you want to do it. So if you said roller seven, well, yeah, it's a glide. I think it's like glide five or something, but it will just go, it will go where it's supposed to go. If we threw a river, for example, which is a speed seven, loft seven in high winds, it might maintain the thing, but also because it's got a loft of seven, it's just going to keep, keep going. going and going and going, kind of like the energizer. Like the same, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, it's interesting because I never really thought of that until we started looking at stuff like that. Like high glide numbers are recommended for beginner players. And this is why I love the Berg. I love the Berg. (laughs) The Berg is great. It goes, you want to throw it here? Oh, I I think. Yeah, and I think that's uh, good to bring up actually, Ben, because I wasn't thinking about this when I was writing my notes for this discussion that actually the other end of glide you know yep. the top end of glide great you know throw a glide six throw a glide seven big glide. Yeah. yeah but there are negatives but it's great because you're getting more distance but there's also positives to having no, no glide. glide yes and 100% and I think you're the man to talk about that I am big on the low glide yeah <laughs> um, yeah because sometimes you want to approach the basket and be where you want to be you don't want to be behind it you want to be either it. up to it or before it um, yeah. we've yeah. all overshot baskets um, but there seems to be one disc that doesn't overshot at all yeah because it's a lead weight it's just the ber- like low glide discs i.e. the Berg <laughs> if you want it to be somewhere that's the, it's like when you're playing with a bunker behind you yeah hole 7 if you overshoot hole 7 at Bedworth and you have to put back towards the bunker. You don't want to be using a high glide disc no. because you're going to land in the bunker. Hole 14, when you don't want to be going down going the hill. Going off the cliff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. But interestingly, because I like to... I, I, I like a firmer put. We said that when we were talking about the... Um, yeah, the banger, banger. yeah. Um, and the pilot's actually a glide 5, which yeah, is, is quite high for a putter. That is um, high. I do not like putting at a distance with a pilot. That's I was going to say, that's, that's probably why, why it's so inconsistent. It, it was a it was a gift from my daughter, for, um, from a diff- gift from my daughter, should I say, uh, for Christmas. It's got absolutely banging artwork on it. It looks great. It yeah. looks sick. So I use it when I'm doing my nice gentle puts. But when I could practically reach over and put it in the basket. If you could practice with it, you could utilise that glide. But then I also think you could easily use it as an approach shot I as think well. after um, Quarry Park incident, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, this, is answer, this is the answer in my head is no. Just I was, no. I was going to carry on just using it to place into the basket. It's a nice, pretty putter in my bag. I can't remember what happened. We'll talk about that in, I'm guessing the, next gonna, section, in the next section. I can't remember. Oh, no, so I didn't lose it. It no. was, um, do you know when we played the short windy. course? And windy, it was really windy. Remember oh, the, the nightmare hole where we couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing and I felt bad, but when it was literally like, that I'm over here. bad. I'm, I'm over there. there. <laughs> just, the wind just took it everywhere. The wind. Just, oh, the pilot to wanted to fly, okay? It was it was a five-foot put at one point. It was. And the was wind just and then it was a lot took it 15 that. foot away. Although, to be honest, that was the first time we realised wind does affect our discs, which was the first <laughs> thing. Cause that, cause that was the first time you realised you needed a berg. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because what? The Bergs are 1102 and it's a paperweight. I've been throwing it this week and it's unreal. It's a great approach disc. It's my approach disc if I'm ever going in because I can take great. Looking at how I played this past Sunday, I need to get throw the Berg for my approach shots to get it at least closer. Like my mid range, I'm fine with, but they cannot. I can't lay up sometimes with them because I feel like I'll either outdrive or leave myself a lengthy putt. Honestly, the Berg is If a you paperweight. think you're going to overshoot, Berg, use a low <laughs> guard disc. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's a bit heavy. Yeah, so good. Um, so, sp- speed, speed, glide, glide. Turn. 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 One of those. Not really. Not really sure about turn, to be I, honest. I learned about turn this week. <laughs> Maybe Lee should talk about yeah, turn. I think Lee should lead this. Because so, I learned a shed ton about turn this week with practicing. Like, it's insane. Like, this, all, this, is, this, this blew my mind. And then as soon as I started throwing certain things and looking at numbers... The discs reacted how, funny enough, when we were looking at flight uh, flight pass, which we're going to talk about as well later on, they started to actually fly like how they're supposed to. And I just went like, wow, that's a cheat code. I wish I knew this at the beginning. So so before you tell me what turn is. Yes. Right. So I don't think you could talk about turn without talking about fade. Yes. I think they're, they're, they yeah. are very closely linked. Very I want to tell you what my interpretation is before you... Okay, I'm excited to hear this. No, I'm ready. You, you <laughs> were bang on with glide, so, you know. So... Here we go. You throw the disc, and it has a flight path. It will bend one way, and then bend another way. For me, the turn is the way it bends initially and spins around either to the right or to the left. And yep. then it goes into... The fade. the fade, 100%. So if we're going to talk about this from a right-handed perspective throw, because that's this is the perspective of it. From from what I can tell, yeah. all discs are, like the numbers are done from a right-handed yeah. backhand. So yeah, a right-handed backhand, you are correct. So high-speed turn discs turn over or bank to the right during the beginning of their flight. So as soon as it starts flying, it starts going right. A disc with plus one turn, because obviously turn goes to plus one all the way to minus five. I didn't even know there were plus one discs. That's impressive. I didn't know so it was plus one disc. I didn't realize it went as far down. It goes as to minus, minus five because of the tilt. That's yeah. why. That the tilt. The a minus four. That's insane. My, my Raptor Mate, is a minus. No, yeah, fade man. is different. So, anyway, so it goes with a sure plus one turn, it's more resistant to turning over, while a minus five rating will turn the most. So, think of that through. And then, right, disc rated. This what blew my mind. If you go from minus three to minus five, these discs make amazing roller discs, and discs with less turn are more activate uh, are more accurate in wind, and beginner discs can be thrown with more turn easier. Which I was literally like, so you want to have high glide and more turn for beginner discs. I literally was like, my, I was a little bit blown by this. I literally was like, and then I looked at the numbers for my disc, for the Discmania stuff, and I was like, for their number system, that makes a lot of sense. And it's really interesting. Most of my discs have got minus turn. But the funniest thing is, so I so just... So does that make, I think that makes the same one of the best beginner discs then. Yeah, it must speed do. Speed 9. Yeah. That's about the speed we say to start from as a beginner. Yeah, so it's like, you want to go between, I think, for, for like your driving or mid-range is uh, we were saying just what four to six is probably like the best 
Uh, four to yeah. nine, sorry. Four to nine is probably like your range you want to start throwing. And, four, yeah. and then it's yeah. got a glide of six, so it's a high glide. Yep. A turn of minus one and a fade of two. Yeah, it's I'm a pretty good disc. I'm all out there and saying the Saint is the best starter disc. Can we, can we say this? It is his best disc in his bag, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is his best disc in his bag. But yeah, so minus three to minus two. So when we talk about rollers, now this is quite funny. So obviously when you throw a disc, you want it to fly. But sometimes there's just some courses where it's like that's going to go nowhere. So a roller is you throw the disc at such an angle that it will hit the ground and it will start rolling. So obviously when, it, when you throw the disc, it's going to start turning right. If you tilt your disc to the right and let it go, and then it lands and hits the ground at an angle, it will then just start rolling, to quote Limp Biscuit, and keep going and going and going. It will eventually or finish rolling itself. And rolling, rolling. Or keep on rolling. Oh, just yeah. keep on rolling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, I was amazed by that, because I was like, how on earth can I get a decent roller disc? Now, I've started... I haven't, I can't, I'm not buying any more discs for a while now, because I have a lot, but I am looking at my the turn discs, because I would like to have that disc, you know, that shot in my arsenal, because I've seen a lot of people... Funny enough, when people are like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to throw discs. But I've also seen people throw rollers and go, like, all the way to the basket. I'm just kind of like... I could intentionally throw a good roller. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a cool thing there to was have a in your arsenal. where I could throw a good roller, but it was definitely all by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could do it. But, yeah, so turn, plus one, minus one. And then when you were saying about... Because I think that basically goes into fade, which is exactly all but the same thing, uh, guys, which is zero, zero to five... So you can have a fade of zero to a fade of five. And it's low speed discs tend to hook left at the end of the flight. Zero means straight and a five will hook hard at the end of the flight. High fade discs are usually used to spike or do skip shots. So you know when they do it and yeah. then it skips. That's okay. what the Hellfire does. That's what the Hellfire does. Mm. Yeah. So, so it, it does have a lot less time to do the fade yeah. in comparison to the turn. 100%. So although we're saying it goes back on itself, yeah, it's got a lot less distance to go back on itself. No. It's not as big as the loop that you need yeah. for the turn. The turn yeah. is more of like the travel of it, but then the fade is how it finishes. So yeah. for example, my so Raptor because is... because we can't throw massively far, we're seeing less turn and a lot more fade. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why we're seeing it that way. Yeah. And like you look we at the fade less numbers... Turn, yeah, but we're getting the fade because the disc will always fade. Yeah, but it won't necessarily hit the turn because we aren't getting it to go the distances that, that it we needs need. to. Yeah. yeah, but I think the fade as well is kind of interesting to understand with the turn as well because for me, like for example, the Raptor, I know I can throw that, and I know for a fact when it fades, it's going to finish hard because it's a three, but it's going to finish hard to the left. So if I throw it right, I know it's going to come back aggressive left and it will land like a mortar shell so i'm fine with that and yeah. i can understand that and that's exactly how it's supposed to finish also just interestingly as a left-handed player oh you are left-handed if you want to this is for right-handed players but as a left-handed player i learned this if you want to alter the um effects of the fade if you forehand it it will fade. It will do the opposite. Yeah. So it will crash to the right rather than to the left. Yeah. So that's why we yeah. meant at the beginning right, when we were. So yeah. I throw a disc. Left handed. That's got high so fade, reverse. so it crashes to the right. Yeah. But if you guys throw it, it'll crash to the left. It'll crash to the left. Yeah. 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 So that's exactly so what it means. So your turn, yeah. if it turns right, is going to turn left for you and then crash right. 
So it's basically it's it's, oppo opposite. it's, it's the well, opposite for left-handed players. You can achieve it with a forehand. Yeah, you can achieve that with a forehand, and then it's so opposite for us. Achieve, yeah, that's essentially yeah. what I'm that's trying to it. Say. Yeah, yeah. It is feasible to do the opposite yeah. without having to yeah. get a disc. You can just use the set. You can use the disc with those numbers, throw it a different way, achieve the same angle that you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I do. If agree. that makes sense. Yeah, it is a hundred percent, and that also like kind of leads into like the bigger thing with numbers. Which is, I think, a topic within itself, which we'll probably talk about, is like the types of plastic, the weights, how you throw your disc, like if it's an Anheuser and whatever, and all that stuff, and you know your grip and all that other stuff. And the funny, but the funniest thing about all the numbers, which I always laugh at, is weather. Weather always affects the numbers, yeah, no and matter I, what it does. And I think to sum it up, distance, how fast a disc should be thrown, yeah. glide, how much wind help how how much yeah. further you'll get a boost. To how much extra yeah. far it'll go yeah yeah um turn and glide you know far. as we said um, turns one as you the yeah the, the shape it the shot takes as you throw it glide is the way it finishes fade 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 yeah. yeah. So turns pretty much your flight. Turns the flight path. Flight fades path the and fades how it yeah. finishes. Regardless of how you throw it. Exactly. Yeah. And every disc company has a different set of numbers and plastics make a difference and um Weather yeah. does. And weather does. And a lot of things. A make weather a, a weather's insane. So this is a random fact that I found out thanks to shout out to Foundation uh disc golf. They literally have said when it comes to weather and you throw it, if you're throwing hot discs they will go, they will just fly. So in hot weather, if you get it right, it will fly. In cold weather, your disc, funny enough, wants to come down quicker. So that's probably what we're also seeing in this weather we're having currently, where we're like, I'm not getting a lot on that. The weather's probably playing a key point into that. So if you live in Britain, where weather's <laughs> very changeable, yeah. should we call it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Murky Midlands, mate. That's where we're based. I mean, this Sunday it started out that I had to scrape my car, and by the time we finished playing our first round, yeah. it was sun was out and it was a bit warm. And it was flying. Yeah. But you essentially need a little guidebook with you at all times because you would need to remember what them numbers mean for Dismania, Innova. Yeah. <laughs> if you go, if you go all of them. They're no. Not, they're not that different. But, but I suppose they are different enough. Yeah. Yeah. And but if you wanted to just look at it as actually like categorically knowing what you're doing actually confidently saying this this is going to fly like this and that's without just knowing your bag to actually talk about it in a confident way yeah. you would need a little guidebook next to you but then i think also as well if you've if you know how you throw your discs and you know the flight path of it as well when you're teaching new players as well, you can say, I think for this shot, you need to throw this because it's going to go to the left here, but then it's going to come back right and that's going to be perfect to where you need to go. Or you need to go around this corner to the right, so we'll throw it left and because it's got a fade of like a hilarious number, we know it's going to kick back to the right example and stuff like yeah. that. So it's just knowing your discs as well. So it's kind of interesting. Practice and just learn your disc is also a thing, yeah. I guess. Well, actually, um, so... I said at the start of the podcast this week that we were going to talk about numbers and language, but I think we spoke about numbers for a bit longer than I expected us to. So I think we're going to yeah, move language to yeah, we're going to move language yeah. to Tales of the Teapad Part Two. Yeah, because numbers, um, as Lee said, we're talking flight path. End of the day, no matter how you look at numbers, 
no matter what your understanding of it is, we are talking about the flight path, which beginner tip of this week is learn your disc flight path. Yeah. Now, I've got the Ape, and you know, we've, we've said before, the Ape's a speed 13. Yeah, speed 13, glide 5, turn 0, fade 4. Now, it does not mean that that's how I throw it. I only throw the eight forehand. Yeah. I don't throw it backhand. Yeah. I yeah. have yeah. I have learned I don't throw it at speed thirteen either. I think we can all agree that yeah, because yeah, yeah. if I was throwing yeah. it at speed thirteen, it'd go much further than You'd also probably be throwing it backhand. Yeah. Yeah. You would be. Yeah. You'd be using it. But yeah. I have learned the path that, that this takes when I throw it at the speed that I throw it at. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it a very useful disc in my tool bag. This is what I was mm. going to go into on this discussion. I was going to say, like, you can look at flight paths, but you can't necessarily replicate that. The only way you're going to learn the flight path of the disc you're using is by using it, because you might not be... Because, you, like you said, you can't throw that disc as intended. Yeah. But you throw it to such a degree that you know exactly what it's going to do and that's how you use it. So that is mm. your ape's flight path. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Rather than, that's not the ape's flight path, that's how you get it to fly. There's a tricky hole at Bedworth, uh, hole 11. Yep. And there's only really two options and both of them are a bit dicey, to be honest with you, to get past the, so we call it the first obstacle of that hole. I freaking <laughs> hate that hole. Um, now, I know exactly what I've got to aim for with the ape to land it in it. the better of the two dicey routes. Yep. Um, and I don't aim for the spot I land in, but I know where to aim to you land aim in the spot. for a reference point yeah. and you land in a spot. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because, like you said, you know its path. You know where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I, I really do think it's um, a really good beginner tip because yeah, hundred percent. You know, it, and like, like we did this week, we was using discs that we don't typically take out of our bag, and the reason that we're not typically taking them out of our bag was is mainly because we've got so many discs. And it's not that you know some of these discs are new, some of these discs are not really being. They're thrown. either new discs or they're discs that we go. We've all started. We've got. We've all got. Well, you and me have got too many discs, Dan, probably, at this level. Yeah. Um, but... Lee's catching us up. Yeah. Rapidly. <sighs> but... Um, <laughs> Rocket fuel. Part of my French. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's true. We've become... Like, we've bought so many, but then we're like, these are the three best discs we've got. Let's just use these all the time. Yeah. yeah. I and feel that's an like, issue. Oh, but what about these that we've got? Yeah. And that's what we did this week. And... It was good. Like, it was a good... It was nice. And like, the reason I was confused earlier with the speed of the zombies because the zombie, the buzz, the duchess, and the sting all sit in a category in my bag... Of similar roles. Of similar roles, but I know because I know the flight path. Of yeah. And I'm still learning the flight path of the Sting. That still has a bit of a mind of its Sting is your time. mystery that disc, is isn't it? That <laughs> thing's insane. I'm still not sure if I like this disc or not. Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the nicest way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah. Really? 
But the other three discs, these thing duchess, the uh, zombie duchess and the buzz, they've all approached discs. Yeah. But they all approach in different ways. Now I have learned them flight paths, and okay. it's through me learning them flight paths that I know which of them three to pull out of my bag. And admittedly, the duchess very rarely comes out of my bag nowadays. It's mainly the buzz, isn't it? Buzz and the zombie. I do like the zombie. The zombie. The, the zombie. I like if I can't. If I know that the buzz needs that extra bit. If I if I have to put a bit extra on the buzz, you go to the you zombie. go zombie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because the buzz does have a tendency to start bending off if you put a bit too much on it. Yep. Okay, it's flight path, which yeah. is what it does, which is annoyingly fun. But learning your flight path, yeah, so I, key. Yeah, you just just do it. And, and like Ben says, the only way you're going to learn a flight path of the disc is by chucking it, by throwing it. But then also you should look at the flight path. Um, oh, what was the website? Marshall, is it Marshall? Yeah, right. I wrote it down here. MarshallStreetDiscGolf.com. They have literally got every single disc. Thank you, Ben. Yep. Um, they have every single company, every single disc. So if you're looking at your disc and you're looking into buying something, you can go on this website and it will tell you what company it's from, what speed it is and whatever, but it will also show you your flight path and all the numbers, etc. And the overstable, understable. Yeah, and it will show you what how it should fly, so then when you're throwing it, you know for a fact that you might not throw it exactly how it is, but, yeah. right, those numbers are going to tell me that it's going to probably turn this way and then go this way. Okay, cool, I'll throw it's it. It's going to give you a it rough idea. It's going to give you a rough idea, yeah. And then you just you throw it how you throw it, and it can change. Because at some point, I would love to see you back on that ape yeah. at some point. Oh, also. Yeah. But we spoke last week about the same. Um, we spoke about it being you know, my disc of the week last week. Yeah. Um, and when I first threw it, yeah. it turned at a right angle. When I got better and I started learning about wrist placement and body movement, yeah. it took a different flight path. When I then added tip of the whip into my game, it took a different, different, flight, different path. flight path. Almost to your detriment at some points. Yeah. You yeah. Were, the, the, the early stages of you getting the, the saint to do what it now does for you, you were like, I want it to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't do that because you were like, oh, if I just put more power on it, it's going to go as far and then kick this way. Yeah. But yeah. you used that technique and it just went straight. Yeah. yeah, it used to be a big hooking yeah, shot. Yeah, that's how you used to play it, yeah. Um, and now it's mainly straight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I rely on that big curve it has You can end, use it for curve. You know, but it's in your locker now. You can go yeah. back to throwing it with the curve if need be, but you also now know... I can just whip it out. you can get it to go straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. So, pretty good tip. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> So that leads us on to the main focus. I say the main focus, but I feel like numbers is taking over our lives. Numbers was big. Numbers, numbers was is a big. huge like, thing. Like it's, it's a thing that's always evolving. I think for but, us. But I still think we've got a, one or two stories in us. Yeah. Oh yeah. So losing discs, and I'm. <laughs> whilst we're talking about numbers, <laughs> so <laughs> we mentioned this earlier. We're, we're discussing the glide. And as we said, glide can a bit of wind, it just take you up gone. and gone. Yes. So I was already going to talk about hole nine anyway. Um, I have now lost and retrieved three separate discs from hole nine. 
Um, this is hole nine at Bedworth. Yeah. Um, to the left of hole nine, and there's a, a chasm. <laughs> chasm. A bank to the railway track, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. It's literally like a drop point, a drop-off point to yeah. the railway track. There is a easier well we say easier there were points where you needed to be like a full-on jungle explorer to get through you can get it yeah you, right. you, you can get down there you know as i say i've retrieved three of my discs first time i threw one over there was the ape um i looked for it for an hour and a half decided that i just wasn't going to look for it anymore went home well went back to work because i was actually having a sneaky lunch break um session um went back to work and finished my day and then on the way home was like, I am gonna go down again. I, I can't let it lie. I, it's gotta be there somewhere. Went back, searched for another about half an hour, and I did find it in the end. The second disc I threw there down there was actually I didn't throw it down there. My son threw it down there, but straight down the chasm. And again, took me about. It didn't take us that long to find that time. It probably took us about twenty minutes, and um, but still we had a good look. So I was gonna talk about them stories briefly anyway but this sunday at practice um you couldn't have wrote it i was good i'd say i still had a good, good way off weren't you? 70 to 80 meters left to cover it? but you hit it this is the, the worst it? thing about it was it was a freaking good throw was it your par shot um no my no par it was shot par three been, this was your approach this, this was, was three approach your yeah. I, was, shot. I was looking like. for par and Getting par on hole nine is actually like a good day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was, I was looking for the par. Um, I was playing the approach. I had about 70 meters left to cover and threw it. We were all pretty much on track, weren't we? Yeah. We were all pretty level with each other at this point. Yeah. yeah. You and me were, definitely. Yeah, I think Lee was as well. I, think we I was, yeah. I was there. a little bit further than you boys. I threw the rock star. That I outdrove Dan and then I threw the rock star again because I was like, I'm going to at some point turn this into my fairway driver. I yeah, need fair. this for a thing. And then got it into a point where I was not so sure what this to throw. And then Dan said, I'm going to throw the Saint. And I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, he throws the Saint really well. I thought just because how well he throws that disc, it's it probably going to go. Close. It's yeah. going to be fine. But also at the same time, it seemed like it was probably going to be a bit too close. But continue, Dan, with your so, story. <laughs> I threw the Saint. And it, it started to drop. It started to drop. Everything was looking fine. It was online. And then it air bounced, and the wind it just took it, over, yeah, and took it, and it just disappeared over the back fence. Now none of us have actually thrown a disc over the back fence yet. So no. There's been never any need to climb over and find out what is beyond there. No. Well, as it turns out, it's a steeper chasm than the one to the left. Yeah. I genuinely thought you weren't going to get this back. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Everybody advised me not to climb down the chasm. Um, it took us uh, five minutes to spot it. It weren't that yeah. far to yeah, spot, Yeah, it wasn't fair. that far. Um, it took, took me about another, to down there. Yeah, it took me another five minutes to build up the courage to slide my ass down this he chasm. He says courage. It was stupidity. He basically went, <laughs> I'm not buying another one of those. Yeah, but also I was talking... Down there. I was also talking to his brother and his brother was like, he's not going to go get that. And I was like, you don't know. this. That's the saint. That's his best <laughs> disc in his bag. If it was me and that was a rock star, I'll, my ass will be down there. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> but the upside of that story is when I finally got down there, I played it from where it laid. Parked it. <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Parked it, jumped up. Everyone, my brother was questioning me why I did that. And straight away, 
bent it around a tree, put it in the basket. And I was like, Lush. That, that's why I did that. That's why you did it. It was sick. <laughs> it was so good. Never. Oh, yeah, that was a chasm and a half. Now we know what. Uh, now we know the dangers of all we of Hole Nine. To throw I think. Down there. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So I've I've retrieved all my discs. Um. I think Ben should go next. I've lost a lot. <laughs> I've lost two this week. <laughs> oh yes, you did. You did. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I lost the beast practicing down the park. Because I just thought I'd picked it up, and I didn't. No. You always forget about the beast. Was you throwing it in the dark? Nah. It just forgot to pick <laughs> it up. But it's because that cuts the Firebird came back to me. Yeah. yeah. Gillies. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil. <laughs> I, um, Which you thought you lost in your garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <sighs> yeah, I've got all my discs. Didn't like I counted the number and I was like, yeah, that's the number I need. Didn't actually do like a physical. That's this disc. That's this disc. Mm. Um, and then went home and then woke up for disc golf. Was washing my disc. And I was like, where's the beast gone? And it was like really early. And then I went down the park and walking around. Nobody was there. I'm just walking, looking for a disc. That's gone. Um, then we went to disc golf. And a disc that I'd previously already thrown into this area. Hole three, <laughs> cricket. Cricket nets. Oh, so good. The genius. I've thrown it in there at least once before. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty banged up because of the last time I threw it in there. <laughs> it's currently... To my knowledge, still sat on top of the current. Well, the, the first. See, I, I, hope I so. thought you was going to talk about the first time that you threw yeah. the disc on there. Yeah, but is it the same disc? Yeah, it's the same disc. It's a recurring event then. Yeah, but the first time I threw <laughs> it's a recurring, it, recurring event anyway. Like he's threw four discs in there in total. We just got <laughs> two of them back. That's true, actually. Um, yeah, that's true. The first time I threw it on there, I don't actually know what happened because I was supposed to throw it in the opposite direction. Yeah, but it's, it's what happened afterwards. What happened between throwing it on there and retrieving it, that is still a mystery. It just got mauled by either the biggest dog on the planet or a lawnmower. I still um, think it's the big-ass beaver that we yeah, encountered. Yeah, it could yeah, be the bed beaver. with beaver. <laughs> the bed with beaver. And that's an uh, ongoing joke because we went to one, one... What was it? What hole is it? It's Hole four. Hole four. There was literally like a tree just destroyed and we made the joke about that was a big-ass beaver. Yeah, yeah, and we literally... Yeah. That's yeah. an ongoing thing. And then we found articles that beavers could actually be the size of people. And I was like, Brilliant. yeah, it's the bed with beaver. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> then there was the week where I threw the archer into the tennis court. Yep. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to throw this, and I think I'm going to try and get it to curve. It's my most liked story, by the way. And on it, just went, ever. it just went. It just went. What you filming a criminal activity? It wasn't really a criminal activity. <laughs> we could get in there. It was fine. It I'm, went, just, I'm just glad you filmed us repairing said criminal damage. It was <laughs> so fine. It was already damaged. It was already damaged. damaged. No, it was just like, basically hopping. I just went through an already existing hole in a fence. You know. Yeah, true. Like, I didn't make said hole. Yeah. Um, there's nothing valuable. It was a tennis court. Honestly. Like, there's nothing there except nets. Disc went fully straight. It was nice. Same as the uh, same as the genius, to be fair. Both times mm. I've thrown discs into places, it's because they've gone too straight. Yeah. Which shouldn't be a problem. 
but for me, apparently, it is. But that hole's your bane because that hole literally. Yeah. Every other shot you take <laughs> bends to the right. Yeah. Yeah. You throw that shot, and it bends to the left every single time. Because even the times it doesn't end up in the courts, it hits the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have definitely made more shots where it's curled left when it shouldn't do than it has done what it's supposed to and curled right and put me in a really good spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. And it always seems to be that hole that does it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Always, no, it's always that one. Yeah. Because every other time it goes right. Every yeah. other shot. Polar opposite. So I can't think of any. So I've not physically lost any discs. I can't think of any other disc golf-related stuff because every other way you've lost a disc has been Ben-related stuff. Now yeah. you, 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 Just forgetting that I've No, if I ask you where your keys were, now you probably didn't know. Uh. <laughs> 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 There's somewhere. But, you know, so, you know, you are uh, ditzy, I suppose is the right word. You forget things. You. I just don't think about things. My favourite yeah. one is always his mini. You was like, oh shit, I've lost my bag. I've lost my mini. And I'm like, have you checked your bag? He's like, no, no, I'll be all right. And then you literally look for your bag and you're like, yeah, I found it. It's in my bag. <laughs> it's in my bag. But then that's, it's. That's normally it's the answer to where Ben's lost things are. Yeah. He, when he lost his keys on Sunday, well, he thought he lost his keys. Oh, he thought he lost his keys. Yeah, in the car. The first question I asked him was, are they in, are they in your bag? <laughs> like, have you checked your bag? <laughs> I love how I know where my bag setup is. So I'm like, I know my mini is in here. I know my putters are in there. That's, I know my wallet's in there. It just gets scary when over time that zip opens up and I'm kind of like, oh shit, hopefully nothing's falling oh, out. Oh yeah. Just don't think about it. I do know another one actually. <laughs> I was thinking disc golf related where you've lost a disc and we've had to retrieve it or it's not been is retrieved. Is this the beast? This is yeah, the magic disc. Oh, yeah, so the original Beast, I have replaced it because I do really like it. So the original Beast, before I lost it because I forgot I threw it, uh, <laughs> pinged it into a tree. We were pretty sure it went into a specific tree. No, it did go into a specific <laughs> tree. We watched it go into that tree. And then we searched for, I'd say, half an hour. Half hour, easy. Every single tree, bush around hole six. Mm, yeah. Yeah, six, yeah. Six. Um and then I was just like, fuck it. And gave up. <laughs> and uh it literally like respawned. It dropped out of the sky. Literally the moment we gave up behind it just me dropped out of the sky. And landed at my feet. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that's a Grand Theft Auto respawn, right? <laughs> literally was, you find your genuinely like Honestly, it felt like a real life respawn. Like we we both <laughs> just went, no, we give up. And it, I, I watched it. It like, just kind of like, just dropped from out of nowhere and Ben turned around and was like... Was it in the tree, do you think? Like, if you look back on it, do you think it stayed in the tree? Logically. Yeah, it wasn't the tree it went in. Yeah, logically. Oh. We it saw fell it out go, of a tree. Right. We but, saw it hit a specific <laughs> tree. Yeah. Some distance from the tree it must have respawned from. Interesting. It was, yeah, probably the most... Weird. <laughs> weird. I mean... The most weird. I have lost... A couple of discs. I may not get the genius back. Yeah. Um, but you know. So So be it. But so be it. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, without yeah. further ado. My favourite story of oh, the moment. Let gosh. me introduce to you our resident magician. <laughs> 
Paul Daniels. Right. Do you, do you guys just want to say the song? Or do you want to start with the song or should we Shazam. say... Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to tell the story and then you guys come up with the song? Because that's what... It just brewed from there, didn't it, He's really? He's make that disc disappear. disappear. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys, we, got to, we went to Quarry Park and... Your first time at Quarry Park. First time at Quarry Park. We went on the the... Smaller course to begin with. That was incredible. Like, that was a fun. You, we were coming ri- literally off lunch, but also the buzz that you almost got an ace with your archer. So we yeah, were yeah. like literally living the vida loca. Like we were like, yes, this is amazing. And it then was super windy that day. It was yeah. windy as balls. And then literally Dan and Ben started telling me about how dangerous some of these holes are. And one of the baskets is on a vertical hill. Uh, and I had a shot where multiple times the uh, the disc decided to roll downstairs towards a lake, or should we say river, or whatever, a canal, whatever you want to call it's it. The first it's a river. It's, it's a river. a river. It's a river. <laughs> it's the it's first um, hole where you're throwing towards the You're river, throwing towards the a river, river, which is... Yeah. It's a river. It's, it's, it it's scary. Seven, but I can't confirm. It, I'm pretty sure it's hole seven as well. Because the hole along the river is eight. Yeah. I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah. But it's worrying because it's water. And, I, and I've and i played golf before and I've lost many a balls to water hazards and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. Then we had the whole after that, you have to drive, like, make sure you drive left and not hook it right because then you could still end up in the lake. And I was like, all right, whatever, that's fine. And we got there. That's great. Then there is a hole that is literally running right by it. And I was like, I'm going to throw the magician on this just because I'm terrified that I would lose a disc. And I did not want to lose my rock star. You also didn't want to lose the magician. I did not want to lose my magician either. Actually, I just didn't want to lose any discs. He's losing his magician. (laughs) (laughs) So I get up to the tea pad. I'm living La Vida Loca. I'm like, I'm feeling good. This is great. The genius, not the genius, sorry. The magician leaves my hand perfectly. And then it starts to roll. I'm like, oh, great. It's getting more distance. That's great. It hit a really good line. It hit an amazing line. And then did one of those like extreme left rolls. Yeah. And it well the roll started off and it was going straight and I was like this is perfect. But then it and then it just went left and I was like no, no, no. And then we just see it go in the the river. And my heart <laughs> sank a little bit. The thing is, it went like right near the edge and we were like you can definitely get you'll definitely be able to see it. It's bright pink. It's bright pink. No, I get dumb. I get over to it. That lake is literally, or river, should we say, is like tar. The colour is black. Well, and you, I, you dip the river stick into it, so you, only you know how deep it is. It's deep. Like, I literally, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, it can't be that deep, right? And I was like, I put it in where it landed, and I was like, okay, I might be able to scrape it up. Okay, there's nothing. And then I just moved it out, like, literally half a foot and just went, how deep is it? And it went, and it just did, and I was like, yeah, if I want that magician, I need scuba gear. Screw that. I've lost I, a yeah. disc. I remember I threw it, it cut way out over the river. I did this last time we went to Quarry Park, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, well, your turn takes you over the river. It yeah. cuts way out over the river, and then I just have to rely on God yeah. that it cuts back in. Because of left, because <laughs> of your left-handedness. And it did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I think yeah. I was less worried the second time I played that hole <laughs> than I was the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> 
the first time when it left your hand and there's lots like, of flying over the river both of us like, have watched it like oh mm. that's gone <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, I lost the magician at Quarry Park but it got replaced with the Cax which I talked about last week and the funniest thing about that was uh, as soon as I picked up that Cax and we went for our second round I threw it better than I did the magician so I immediately went like this is a cheat code that's, so that's your glorious. only permanent loss though isn't it that's my mm. Ever permanent loss. So we, we call Lee Paul Daniels because he can make it just disappear. Typically, in a bush, he will find it again. But he, he, he it's but they all, do properly yeah. disappear. Every <laughs> bush, every wood pile, and yeah, um, uh, my favourite one. At Gillies, you bounced that disc into the wood pile, and it was gone. It was just, just it was, it, it's just hammed. It was like the rock star was a predator. It literally, I couldn't even see it, and someone was like, "It's right here," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And it was buried in there, like freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger when he hides from the predator for the first time. Like it's like hidden. But yeah, my disc seemed to find every nook and cranny. Uh, that literally, they it lands in trees which literally have slots. Don't know why they always <laughs> want to land in slots, but they do. I think my favourite one was on one of the holes, and it literally landed in what looked like a grave site in Bedworth. I was like, where the hell's that gone? And I went in, and I was like, this has landed probably where badgers or something, some animals live <laughs> under here. So I'm pretty positive if I uh, wanted to go further in, I would see a family, and they'd be pretty pissed off. Um, but yeah, I just seem to have a tendency of finding... Like I mean, trees. Because it's not like we, well. not like you throw it out of like say out of bounds. We wouldn't say out of bounds, but off fairway into the rough. Yeah. Um, me and Ben probably throw it into the rough just as much as you. But when we do it, we seem to still at least land on flat ground. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, oh there it is. We're gonna hide this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my discs either want to hide from me or want to murder people. I don't know what it is. Like they just it's just it's just weird. And also I even call shots and they happen. Like like you say about two where you've lost your genius. I hate hole two on on Bedworth just because I know there's a tree right in the middle of my flight path yeah, and my see, rock that's store. That's one thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Sure. But the pro- but the problem is with mine Tree and three foot in front of the tea pad. And I know exactly my flight path of my disc. Week. And I do it every week. I've only done it once. And how I did it was I literally didn't run on the tea path. I ran up it and threw it the long way around it. And it almost landed in the bunker. And I was like, that's where I want to aim anyway. But I realized I you think need you to hit use the tea pad. tree square on every time. More, I think you've hit that tree definitely more times than you've not hit that tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah 100%. 100%. Me and that tree have a nemesis. Like, yeah. if, if, if Bedworth Council ever want to get rid of a tree, I've nominated one. I would love it. And the worst thing is, it's not even got foliage on it yet, mate. It's only going to get worse with time. I mean, I just, just love them to get rid of the tree that's already fallen over, to be honest with you, <laughs> Yeah, that as well. <laughs> yeah, that happened this week. I threw a perfect disc, and if that, that tree wasn't there... Son of a... Yeah, I just seem to find, like... I just Again, you jammed it into a tree that was on the <laughs> ground. Yeah, <laughs> but literally, I was so pissed because I was like, I've cleared that, and it literally was a little went, branch nah. on the thing and just went... And I went, no, come on, I missed that tree. And then I literally laughed because Rich and me walked up because Rich was just beyond it a little bit. And I literally was, like, going, like, if this tree wasn't here, that's, like, that's where you're supposed to land on your first, like, yeah. after your tea, tea pad. Oh, so... Shooting the other side of the fallen tree. Yeah, I think yeah. like we should just but need the, to go there with a saw and just saw it down. Track. <laughs> it is. We can murder people on the bike track. Yeah. It is a much better line, to be honest. Yeah, speaking of murder, murdering people, if you're going to go into a disc golf course, and, <laughs> you're going, and you know, 
it's, it a, it's a public park if you, if you want to go and sit oh. on a disc golf course and enjoy some cold British Sundays. Try not to sit. Oh, under, yeah. Under a hill. Oh, sugar honey <laughs> iced tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That also happened to me as well. Don't hide yourself below a hill under a tree and cover yourself in sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Next we, to a basket and expect not to have discs. You. Come rollicking through your did you Did your disc get as close as mine did? Yeah, mine went in the shelter. Does Yours went in the shelter. the shelter. Mine hit... The, I had to yell four because I knew it was going to hit the tree oh, and we heard hole. it. And it's the raptor as well. The raptor kills trees. We've got. I've got physical evidence. I blew a hole in the shelter. Yeah. I was blasted through. I felt really bad. But then also I, I laughed I at the same time. I one of those girls. Yeah. Just, build a, just build a den where it's visible. Yeah, <laughs> like but what? it was it was kind of mad because we because we made the joke, didn't we, Stan? We were like, "Oh, there's people down there." Ben, you generally didn't know people are in there. That was the I funniest thing had, about it. I thought someone had just left some sticks up against a tree, and I was like, "Well, that's where I need to throw this disc." I literally I laughed so hard. Well, I'm nearly at the same girls on the Wednesday though. Because did you? Yeah, because that dip down there. You it's can't it's see blind. You can't, you can't, can't see it down there, and it's no. right next to a basket. You're so bad. <laughs> like. So, yeah, if you listen to this... Move. Move. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, I think it might have been a topic for another week. But, you know, we always show the courtesy to the dog walkers, to the people using the park, to the bike riders. You mean the you people know. we can see? Yeah. yeah, the people we can see, yeah. not the people we, we can't see. Wait. We never rush anybody. And to be honest, and, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out on that crap, but, you know, we, we have come across some crap where you just kind of stood there thinking... What, why have you chose right there to stop it? If you chose five foot further away, it's clearly not in our line. But we will stand patiently. Yeah. We chat amongst ourselves and we wait for we people We respect to the fact it's a public park. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I broke that rule when we were leading up to Gillies. I know that practice round on Saturday. Some kids were playing on hole one from the bunker. Uh, it just beyond the bunker and the basket. And I was near the tee pad. And I was like, they're right in my flight path. And I literally was like, guys, I'm going to throw it that way. And I give them a clear warning, and they just didn't listen. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to, I'm going to buzz it. And so I, as soon as I let it go, I yelled four. And I've never seen teenagers hit the floor as quickly as possible. <laughs> like literally, I was well impressed. And and the best thing was, it was nowhere near him. It was in between both of them, perfectly, and it landed. And I literally parked it and put it in for a putt. But they literally looked at me and gave me the most evilest thing. And I was like, guys, I warned you, and I told you. And also, there's like four more people. I literally said to them, there's four more people behind me as well, and they're going to be thrown this way, guys. So just be aware. They're probably going to throw it more harder than I am as well. <laughs> so uh, you're going to just have to avoid yeah. more shells. I think that's it. I think courtesy needs to go both ways, really. But yeah, if we can't 100%. see you, if we can't see you, then it's actually your problem. Then there's something apologies. out there waiting for <laughs> us. <laughs> and it ain't no man. Yeah. So, last subject. Yes. Just got a week. Disc of the week. Yeah. Well, me and you were sharing a disc this week, mate. Yeah, we are. It's a very good disc. Yeah. We mentioned a few times this week. Um, I'm sure if we listen back to weeks one and two, we probably got to mention a few times then as well. Um, the buzz. The buzz SS. To yes, be to be specific. precise. There's so many different buzzes. I didn't realize this. Yeah. So I brought... The, why did I buy the buzz? Um, <laughs> no, I brought the buzz... Um, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos. I wanted a good approach disc. I was using the Duchess at the time. So um, my after buying the Ape, the first pack I brought was the UK Disc Golf Pack, which had the Baron, the Duchess, and the Duke. No? 
count. Count. AKA Disc. Which, to be fair, the um, the count was going to be disc of the week this week before we spoke about the buzz. So yeah, um, sorry about that. So I think we'll hear about the count next week. Um, was it? It's yeah, so I just want to talk about it because even though it probably it's wasn't my disc of the week as far as what I've been throwing, it's what you want to discuss. It's what I wanted to discuss. Okay, but anyway, um, I was so going to say that is not what you would have thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. In, in there, in that pack, was the Duchess. And the Buzz and the Duchess have got exactly the same numbers. At the time, I was throwing the Duchess as my approach disc. And I wanted I wanted something new. I, wa- I wanted a new disc. I decided that I wanted to get a new approach disc. And I started watching loads of YouTube. And the you, you old YouTube was recommending the Buzz and the Berg. Yeah. Did you buy the Berg the same week I brought the Buzz? Oh, that's a question. Or maybe the week before. Maybe the week before. Yeah. Oh. Um, and as Ben had brought a Berg, I thought, you know what, I'm getting the Buzz. Um, I could throw Ben's Berg. I can learn if I like it. If I do like it, I'll get one in the future. Ben could throw my Buzz and vice versa. I instantly found out that despite the fact that the Duchess and the Buzz are the same numbers, they are far, far from the same disc. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, this is what we mentioned earlier about different plastics affecting that and different numbers being, you know, different companies using numbers differently. And they are vastly, vastly different discs. What I love about the Buzz is it flies straight. And there's a lot of discs that I've seen YouTube videos on, and we've mentioned earlier I can throw the Saint straight. Now, when we say I can throw the Saint straight, what we mean by that is that it leaves my hand on a tee pad, it flies out to the right, bends round to the left, and then fades back to the right, and ends up in a straight line from where I threw it. Yeah. It doesn't actually fly Dead straight. in a straight line. The buzz on the other hand does. does. Yeah. And if I try, as we said earlier, if I try and put too much into it, if, if I've thrown it in further than I, I should really be trying to throw the buzz, it can bend off toward the end. But if I'm throwing it as an approach disc, and I tend to get the buzz out of my bag anywhere from, say, 100 foot. Yeah. 100 to 150 feet, I'll probably throw the buzz. Yeah, I'd say that. Um... And as we say, it's just nice and straight, and it's just that nice, guaranteed approach. Yeah, it's it's number one on like the internet for a reason. It's really good. Like I've, I got it because when we went to Gillies, I wanted I wanted another mid range, and I saw you throwing the buzz, and then I immediately had a couple of a couple of throws, and I immediately went to the the store and just bought one immediately, and was like, "Yep, yeah, there we go." Yeah, I think you threw it like twice, three twice, three times. Yeah, and um, it just was straight as and the last two holes on Gillies are both straights dead straight Um, so you you enjoyed it Um, and I think we walked across the car park and I didn't even know you was going to the shop and as I walked I went to the toilet and as I walked out of the toilet I said you shout it's the Buzz SS you've got ain't it Dan and I was like yeah and then you just waved one at me (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, um, it's really good. Um, it's a great utility disc. Uh, I can definitely say at the tournament, it saved my bacon God knows how many times. It was really, really useful. I've started to learn forehand with it as well because it is a very good safety shot forehand as well. Um, yeah, it's just really good. I would highly, highly recommend the Buzz. Like, like it's up there with the Mako 3 for me as well. Like, both of them do very similar things. Like... Obviously, with the buzz, it goes a little bit wide and then comes back. The Mako is literally a lawn dart. It just goes straight and it just keeps going and going and going. Um, but the buzz is a really good utility because you can you can throw it dead straight, like Dan says, in the flight path. Or you can, if you put more of a Heiser or an Anheiser or however you want to throw it or whatever the terminology is, which I still don't understand. Um, it is a really good disc. It's just super good. I really, really yeah. like it. And yeah, it will probably be my recommendation for anyone who gets a starter pack and is looking for another mid-range. I would immediately say go get a Buzz SS. There's other Buzzes and stuff like that, which they all have different flight paths and a few similar different numbers because they have different like things. But yeah, the Buzz SS is yeah. solid. The numbers for the Buzz are Speed 5, Glide 4, Turn minus 2, and Fade 1. Um, and it, it, yeah, as I say, it fits quite nicely. Like, and it, yeah, m most disc golfers, even beginners, about to throw a speed five. You, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fairly low speed. Um, glide is n not over the top. Um, as as we say, that's why I pulled a zombie out for that bit. Of, you know, if, it, if it's a bit further than that like 150, yeah, I pulled a zombie out because yeah. I could give it a bit more because the zombies. Got, I'll say the zombies only got a glide for as well, but that's a speed six. But it's speed six, so it's got a bit more. Yeah, bit like that's more why deep. I got the buzz because my my mid range was the maestro, and that's a speed four. But I wanted someone with a bit more beef. Yeah. So the buzz just fit that, and it has a little bit of a different flight, f like numbers to the maestro as well. And the maestro is a different tool in my bag compared to what the buzz is. Yeah. So it's not identical to the Duchess. I thought it was, but fades different. Okay. But so. That don't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I would I would highly recommend everyone owning a Buzz SS. Like, yeah, if it's rated number one on the internet, and also pretty much every pro ha that is represents Discraft owns one, and then every other multiple different multiple podcasts, YouTubers, got disc golfers somehow pack a Buzz. It must be a good disc. There's other discs that I've heard. YouTubers go on about and um, like pros use that off road. Yeah, you you, know, you two own and yeah. I'm not overly keen. Yeah, the buzz is the one where and yeah. the, I can also say that about the burg as well. But the buzz is the one where I'd actually agree with everything. Yeah, you know, it's it's not just people jumping on some kind of cool. It's you know it is legit. Yeah, it's a good, good disc. It's probably, it sounds really controversial to say because Discraft have a really load of good discs, but that's probably their well-known disc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably what they're well-known for. Like, yeah. guaranteed. So, yeah. Although most of our bags Discraft, so. I know. <laughs> you re you're representing our unofficial sponsor. Well, I'll put us. Yeah, yeah, please sponsor me. This <laughs> so, moving on then. Buzz SS to Ben, your lovely disc of the week. What are you going to talk about this week, mate? So. It pains me to say it because I was bashing it last week. <laughs> the passion. Turns out it was me. It does do good stuff. Um, if you throw it the right way, then it does what it's supposed to. 
Yeah. It was going straight, going as far as I needed it to. Mate, I'm telling you now, I told you it was a disc. If, if Paige Pierce says it's a good disc, then it's probably a good it's disc. It's probably a bloody good disc because she's the, one of the best women in the world <laughs> who plays disc golf. I haven't got much more to say about it. Like, it was going straight, it was going far, it was setting me up for what I needed it to do. You look confident for having it. Yeah, 100%. I would say that. Yeah. I mean, but you pr you went practice. out and threw yeah you threw you yeah. threw it a bit leading up to I learned the week. its flock puff. Oh, there you go. Say, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, tip look at the this. week. Tip of the week. <laughs> no, but, but it's exactly that. Yeah, you learned its flight path by practicing by throwing it. it in the park. You learned how to use it, and then when we got to Badbiff, like the first couple of throws, you looked confident, but you were still throwing like I'd say you typically throw. But then once you and nailed them first couple of drives with a passion because you didn't throw because you, know, you clearly didn't throw the passion on hole three because you lost your yeah genius genius, genius. don't know why I decided um, to throw it but if I'd have thrown the passion I'd have been okay because yeah. I did throw the passion the second time yeah it was, was okay yeah yeah and you actually made I mean you didn't make par did you but you you caught back up considering well I, <coughs> yeah I would have got a bogey but I went yeah. over by all those by the extra yeah, because of the OB. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you made yourself back up. Um, but yeah, you know, and, but once you started making them good shots for the passion, as, as the round went on, I noticed that you just appeared more confident in your throw, not just throwing the passion. When you were throwing your other disc, you appeared more confident because the passion almost gave you that confidence. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I honestly think it's like you have two cheat code like discs in your bass now. You have the Archer and the Passion because you throw both of them really well. Yeah. And that's your like solid mid-range. So feel sorry for all the other discs in your bag now that basically are going to be shunned. But not really because we're going to be throwing random stuff this week, which is going to be fun trying to figure out life. Yay. But yeah, I feel like the Passion. Yeah. Like, I was I was like, holy crap, what the heck was that? And you're just like passion and then you're like you were parking a lot as yeah, well it was good you were parking and the a lot your approach your passion is it's a really disc, really it? nice it, it is looks cool it's good plastic it's, the, it's like a cut orange isn't it like, yeah yeah it's like a tie it's a tie-dye that looks like a, an orange that was cut it's sick so yeah so another week in the books boys yeah job done Episode long three. one it was you know this has probably been the longest one but it's probably been the most more information in depth, in depth yeah. we've gone yeah. in uh, we could call it informative but we might have got everything wrong um, but yeah <laughs> no please join us for next week so week four we're going we're going to talk about birdies and par savers um, some good shots that we've taken some things to celebrate um, we're going to talk about how we learn technique and you know how we understand technique of course we'll have our beginner tip and disc of the week but we'll also try and link in the language of disc golf um hyzers anahyzers and air bounces and stuff like that and actually tell you what we understand as all this complicated language yeah i have no idea what they are like, let's just be honest i have no i have not a clue when they say i'm gonna throw an anahyzer i'm like what does that mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know i think i've got an idea but join us for next week <laughs> to find out what that idea is